Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and this week we're talking about some major moves in the Dallas beer scene. Then we'll dive into our love of Topo Chico, and we'll crack open some of the newest flavors and give them a try. It's going to be a little bit boozy and a lot fizzy, and it all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food, like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make-every-recipe-in-the-cookbook foodie or a my-favorite-recipe-is-reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Also, a quick request for returning Eat Drink DFW listeners. If you keep coming back for new episodes and enjoy what you're hearing, please leave a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That helps our podcast get seen by more potential listeners. And if you don't like what you're hearing, that's okay, too. Just tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Later on, we'll be tasting some new Topo Chico flavors, but first let's chat about the latest food and drink news with writers Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia and producer Julie Fisk. Reporter Claire Baller is off this week. So Sarah, you had a really wonderful story this last week about Bill Smith's Cafe, which is closing in McKinney after many, many years. Yes, Bill Smith's Cafe will find new life in downtown Van Alstine. It was in McKinney for 66 years. The building that it was in is long gone. When I was driving north, I stopped by just to see about how far it would be from the McKinney restaurant to the Van Alstine restaurant. And the restaurant was not there. Oh, where it? Yes, gone. And it's about, call it 15 minutes north is where Van Alstine is. If you take 75 north of Dallas, it's near Anna and Melissa, if you know those two little towns. And Bill Smith is 83 years old. He is a delight. We walked through this old historic downtown Van Alstine building where he just can't wait to cook people eggs and pancakes and chicken fried steak. And he does much of the cooking himself. So he gets up at three o'clock in the morning so that he can start the gravy and the biscuits. And Bill Smith's Cafe in McKinney opened early, early. And Van Alstine is kind of like a smaller current day McKinney from what his family opened 66 years ago. So he thinks there will be ranchers, farmers and retired folks who will show up at four or five in the morning to eat and you know have their coffee, do their small talk at Bill Smith's Cafe. So he is expected to open this place in fall 2023 in Van Alstine and it will be open early, y'all. That is so early. Oh, my God. I love it, though. Yes, it is so early <laughs> and it's just breakfast and lunch. It's not a dinner place, but I really love historic restaurants, as I've talked about before. Bill Smith's Cafe was certainly one of them in McKinney, but it is rare that restaurants like that get a second life. Even more rare that their 83-year-old restaurateur says, I'm going to be the one to run it. And when McKinney closed, he said, I think I want to take a break. I really like fishing. And then, quote, but it didn't take me long to realize I like working more than I like fishing. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, about a year after the restaurant in McKinney closed, it's time for him to open one nearby in a smaller town. Yeah, he needs to be busy. Yeah. I also loved the last quote in your story. He basically said, I got to get the gravy going. I can just hear him saying that, even though I've never met him. Yep. Yeah, got to get the gravy going. Got to get the biscuits going. (laughs) 
Yes. Those do take a while. I told him he was the Reba McIntyre of Van Alstine because Reba McIntyre opened a restaurant in her tiny hometown in Oklahoma, thinking that it would change the trajectory of that downtown. And Bill Smith is a is a local cafe celebrity, if you will. <laughs> he is the Reba of downtown Van Alstine, and they think he can help turn around this sleepy little downtown. I love the story about how restaurants really can change the whole vibe and change the economic trajectory of a place. And I like that he's tailoring it to retired people or people closer to his age. Like you don't normally hear of restaurants that are like, I want to open at four or five o'clock in the morning because I know there are people out there getting up at that hour. I also feel like they should be reading the paper there also. Does this happen still? Can we please get the <laughs> Dallas Morning News delivered? Yes. To Bill Smith's Cafe in downtown Van Alstine. We need a couple copies. I agree. And they can swap around the sections just like we did at my dining room table when I was a child. Yes. And do you think it has to be little sounds like more rural people, people that wake up really, really early to work. And maybe McKinney, mm, it's changed that. I think that's exactly right, Imelda. When they opened in McKinney, it was a small town. Yeah. 66 years later, he thinks there's going to be a drive through coffee shop that's going to go where this building was. He wasn't sure which one and it's not his property anymore. But he kind of like shrugged like, do we need more of those? And so he's moving to a, a smaller town to do what mm -hmm. he did 66 years ago. Yeah. And so, Sarah, there's another scoop you got that I really loved about Four Corners Brewery. It really says a lot about maybe the state of beer right now. Yes. So Four Corners has been around over a decade. They started brewing beer in one of the three founders garages. They moved to West Dallas before the Trinity Groves Restaurant Park was there. They got too big for that area and moved to the Cedars. And Constellation Brands, which also owns Modelo and Corona. So this is the huge yeah. beer company. They bought Four Corners in 2018. Four Corners continued to make their beer under Constellation Brands, but they were owned by one of the biggies. Well, the news is that they are unacquiring Four Corners Brewing, which means those original three founders are getting their baby back. Wow. I like to think of it in Gwyneth Paltrow terms. They're like consciously uncoupling, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So what does this mean? I don't know yet, and I think time will tell, but the three founders are thrilled to have their company back that they started. They were always making their own recipes, so they say that being owned by a major didn't change that. But when you have your own company back, when you used to be but one in a huge portfolio, you know, I think they're going to be able to make decisions a lot faster mm -hmm. and I think be quite a bit more nimble. But they don't have this big brand backing them anymore. And so why did this happen? I don't think I've heard of this happening. It's a really good question, Erin. And I called the executive director of the Texas Craft Brewers Guild to ask that exact question. And no, there are not a lot of big companies that sell off a smaller company. We may see more of it in the future. Now, from her point of view, being independent is better. She reps craft brewers. And once you're bought by a major, you're not considered craft anymore. Mm -hmm. So they're getting some of that identity back. And Four Corners came around at the beginning of the the craft boom. So 2012, 2013 was a kind of a big time. Deep Ellen Brewing Company came around then, Petty Colas, Lakewood, Four Corners. Like those were kind of the, the big little guys in that time. Since then, we've had hundreds of craft breweries open across the state and dozens, if not more, in North Texas. So even though they're indie, they're kind of the, the grandfathers of this latest wave of craft beer. So it is also special to me that it's local once again and that we didn't lose the brand. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Four Corners continues to grow. So. That's right. So we always love to get reader feedback. And one of the stories that generated just a firestorm of comments online was about Hamburger Mary's. And Sarah, this was your story. What's the deal with Hamburger Mary's? 
Hamburger Mary's is a drag show restaurant Mm -hmm. and it's expected to open in Dallas June 1st, just in time for Pride Weekend. Okay, so a lot of the comments, I mean, if you've been following general national news, you probably know what some of the comments were about this restaurant. Um, and Julie, you you pulled a few. Yeah, I did. And I have to say, it was kind of hard to find any that we could actually use in the podcast. Uh, yeah, people got really... <laughs> It was polarizing. Ugly. Yeah, let's say that. So Ted said, thanks for the heads up. I definitely won't be going to Hamburger Mary's ever. And Dennis followed it up with, oh yeah, that's what I long to do is watch a drag show while I'm eating a hamburger. Dennis, I really do long to watch a drag show while eating a hamburger. I've done it before and I'll do it again. And it's fun. <laughs> Maybe he meant that. Maybe that was Maybe ironic. Not sarcastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nicole <laughs> says, a lot of you are awfully judgy about a place nobody is forcing you to go to. Like, just don't go. Pretty simple. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, John says, I really didn't need another reason to avoid Dallas like the plague. (laughs) Where do you live, John? (laughs) John, we didn't want you here anyway. (laughs) And then Amanda says, yes, as a Kansas Cityan, I loved this place. It's such a fun way to brunch. Can't wait to check out the Dallas location. And uh, this was followed by a lot of online arguments, but mostly people tagging their friends and saying, let's go. Somebody also mentioned tallywhackers. Y'all remember Tallywhackers? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Sarah wrote about it, I think. I did. And what did I write? I don't know. The name Tallywhackers <laughs> is so awesome. It, it's so it's awesome. It's just, it's like Fuddruckers. But they didn't make it, right? It, it didn't last. That didn't last, but it wasn't drag. That was just hot. That was just dudes and dudes. like Speedos, I think. And yeah. notably, Serving you food. <laughs> there was a Hamburger Mary's in Dallas and it did not make it, but it's a new group that's bringing it back. And I can say, I've been to the Hamburger Mary's in Kansas City, just like our friend Amanda. And that one is so fun. The original was in San Francisco in the early 70s, but they have all over now. And we should add that this restaurant is 21 and up. There were a lot of comments clearly so from no people. kids, please. Yes, <laughs> no kids. There were a lot of think of the children comments. Yeah. Which, and it's like, maybe read the story. Right. They did think of the kids. They don't want them. They do not want children. there, <laughs> And they don't want Ted or Dennis either. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless Dennis was being serious that he really is longing to eat a hamburger at a drag show. So now True. he can. Amelda, are you a drag show fan? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I love them. And Me too. I just, I just hope that these hamburgers will be like malicious and I'll be there. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go together. Let's do Ooh, it. You yes. know, it'd be really funny is if we were like really serious about like rating the food. It's like you go to Hamburger Mary's because you're going to drink way too many mimosas and you're going to have a really fun time. But in- instead we could go have a really fun time, but then get like serious about the hamburgers. Yeah. Like it's one of the two words in the name. The hamburger has to be great. I think Imelda is right. Yes, yes yeah. I agree. We have to go. We're doing this. There's going to be Sorry. so much Proud Mary. Keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a tribute to Tina Turner now? Oh, my God. Didn't mean to, but God rest her soul. God love her. Well, to lift our spirits, we have something really fun coming up. We're all going to crack open some new Topo Chico flavors and taste them. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. So if you weren't aware, Topo Chico is kind of a thing. It's a sparkling mineral water from Mexico that has a cult following 
I admit that I'm a little late to this bandwagon, but they totally got me when they added the grapefruit flavor. So good. It's the superior of the three. It, it really is. And I kind of have a funny story about my husband. God bless him. <laughs> oh, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. So we are obsessed with the grapefruit Topo Chico flavor to the point where he will make like evening runs to the grocery store to be like, oh my God, we need some Topo. Good we're, man. We're out. We found like our secret grocery store stash, like the Tom Thumb down the street. Oh, you just told it. Now everybody knows. I know, knows. but I'm not telling you which Tom Thumb. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tom Thumb though is a tip. It like, is. My Tom Thumb, which I also won't name, often has it. Yes. So anyway, the other day he went to go get some Topo. And of course it's like 12 glass bottles. That's pretty heavy in the box. He picked up probably one of the last boxes of the grapefruit Topo and he went to the checkout counter and dropped it. Oh, oh no, 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 no. On no. the ground. And they all broke. Oh, no. Did they explode? They didn't explode, but they broke. God, that feels awful when you're the person who does that. And so the manager came over and she was like, sir, that is liquid gold right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And he was like, I'll pay for it. No problem. And she was like, just go get another one. So then he came back with another one. And she's like, that's the last one, isn't it? Oh, no. And yeah. if he drops another box, she's just going to hand him a straw and say, drink it off the floor. Sorry. I agree. It's That's yours what now. I would do. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we are going to taste some of their new flavors that are actually in cans. And I don't think they've released a new flavor in a really, really long time. And these are not seltzer alcohols. No, these are not alcohol. I asked the PR person multiple times. I'm like, this is just water, right? Because they call them seltzers. And I'm like, nah. Topo also makes hard seltzer. Yes. This ain't that. So yeah, these are called Topo Chico Sabores, which means flavors. And so there are three new flavors and they come in cans. They do look like the alcohol seltzer cans. I have a koozie that fits those perfect for a Yeah, tailgate. yeah. These oh. totally, I'm like, I you love those little skinny koozies. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of the Topo Chico, um, the, the liquor version. The booze. <laughs> the booze. I have uh, several of those in my fridge right now. I know. I, I held back from saying earlier that the grapefruit Topo is also excellent with vodka. Oh gosh, I bet. Or mm. tequila. Any of them. The new Topo Chico flavors, lime with mint extract, tangerine with ginger extract. Oh, Ooh. remember I have a light ginger allergy. Exactly. So I, I won't, yeah, I know. Oh, we won't I call like, the okay. ambulance, but my tongue might get itchy. And the last one, which this one kind of threw me, it's blueberry with hibiscus extract. Ooh. Okay. These guys, are just mixers. I kind of feel like, yeah, you would add a lot of alcohol to these. Oh, I would. <laughs> Julie and I will be able to tell immediately whether they should have alcohol in okay, them. Okay, good. Yeah, you guys are our go-to on the, the cocktail mixings. Okay, so now we're going to try... Try lime with mint first? Sure. Actually, somebody called me out recently. Somebody said to me, like you, Julie, I like putting alcohol in the... And I was like, oh my gosh. So that's what You're I'm like, known for wow. now. Have I branded this? I know. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like, for the record, I drink lots of things without alcohol in them. Yeah, regularly. all day. Yeah. And just in time for summer. Yeah. These will be perfect by the pool. Thank yeah, these you. do seem pretty picnicky. Okay, so this is the lime with mint. What's the whiff we get? Oh, this reminds me of being a kid and sitting by the pool and drinking 7-Up. Yeah, it does smell like Sprite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally does. This tastes like Topo Chico to me. Like Mm. it tastes like the the lime version. I don't... I think it's delicious, but uh, I agree. I'm not getting mint, but I'm enjoying it just as I would enjoy a lime Topo. Yeah, but you know what? In Mexico, in the hot parts of the country, we used to have these lemonades with mint. It's so much refreshing. So maybe this inspired that. It's okay. It's good. I like it. You're How a topo you? drinker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think more mint on the finish. Yeah, right there in the back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like yeah. you brushed your teeth mm-hmm. an hour ago. <laughs> it was a great way to put it, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it may have not been what they were going for, but that's what happens. Yeah, it's the after mm-hmm. mint. 
the mm-hmm. after mint. I like it. I totally drink that. Oh, it, yeah. It doesn't require alcohol. Agree. It's great on its own. And I do like that they are offering some waters in cans because I do get tired of the glass bottles. Yeah, and you can't have them by the pool. If you're going to a public pool and you're not supposed to have glass bottles there, then you can't take it. Okay, so on to tangerine with ginger. They are very, very fizzy. Yeah. And I'll do much less. Sorry. Fizzy like with many bubbles. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what the Spanish would be. Uh, burbujante. <gasps> Whoa. Yes. Yeah, it's many burbujas, you know, like oh, bubbles. bubbles. Bubbles are burbujas. So when a liquid is like this, it's like, es muy burbujante. You can say bubbles. that every day to us. So this is the tangerine with ginger. Smells like Fanta. Yeah. Do we have an EpiPen for Sarah? <laughs> I know, I got 911 on call. Just kidding. Eh, vaguely of tang. Yeah, that's the thing about the Topo Chico flavors. They're usually very, very subtle. I don't taste ginger in this at all. Yeah, I don't either. I do, but I think I'm hypersensitive to it. Yeah, that would make sense. Like I get it on the back of my tongue, but mm-hmm. I'm. it also itches. Oh no. It's okay. It, I, don't I, drink it anymore. Give it to me. <laughs> I know. It's not like my throat's going to close up. Would you mix this with anything? Maybe some vodka. Vodka? Yeah. I just don't love it. Yeah, it's pretty bland. Like I like the lime and mint better. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think I'd do it with tequila. Do you really love tequila? <laughs> I don't like tequila, what? but I, I do like a, a good ranch water. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like a Topo Chico ranch water is, is really good when it's made right. Or gin. This would be a good one with gin. Uh, I gin. Think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I would drink, it would always be gin. It's very clean and like herbal. Yeah. Gin tastes like a Christmas tree to me. <laughs> always. <laughs> it's true. I like Christmas trees, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally like eat them, but... <laughs> Are we sure these don't have alcohol? I don't know. <laughs> they always get really punchy. Actually, you know what these flavors are kind of reminding me of? The poppy drinks. Oh, yeah. Because those poppy drinks often mimic some popular soda flavors. Like they have an orange one that I think mimics Fanta. They have um, a root beer one. Now, Aaron, do any of these have real sugar in them and or calories? So the lime flavor has five calories. The blueberry hibiscus has 10 calories and the tangerine has 15 calories per can. Okay, so y'all want to try the blueberry hibiscus? Yes. Do you think it's going to be blue? Purple. Purple. Did you guys ever drink cheer wine? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Okay, growing up in North Carolina, we had a soda called cheer wine that was kind of like Dr. Pepper. Oh, um, oh it was a soda, so it's, it's not wine? So- it's not wine. No, it's a soda, but... The smell of this immediately reminded me of cheer wine. Mm. This is a heavy, heavy scented one. Mm-hmm. The color is cute. It is cute. Smells like Starburst or something or Skittles. Boy, it doesn't taste the way it smells. I can tell you that. Yeah. It's more smell than taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I mean, it's refreshing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like. Yeah, that I do too. Nah, it doesn't pay off on its promise <laughs> to me. I appreciate that none of these are super sweet. I feel like our sodas are just too sweet. Yeah. So there's like the subtle blueberry thing. There's a little bit of a floral something. I guess it's hibiscus because it says so on the thing. I just get a little like bit of flower. Mm-hmm. I think this would be fun in a cocktail. Yes, absolutely. And it would be a pinky purple color. You stick a cute straw in there. You got yourself a little poolside Bev. Yeah, one of those umbrellas, right? Cute, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, throw some fresh fruit in there too. This new line is already on shelves in Texas and some other states and in Mexico. And they are $1.50 each for a can and four forty nine for a four pack. I have one other idea for these yes. popsicles. Oh, 
You both are so pleased with me. Oh, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. We were like stunned into silence. We were so happy with yeah, that I think suggestion. That you could make little popsicles for kids or adults and eat them around by the pool. So I should say these are extremely fizzy. Sarah, I think you've said this before that Topo Chico is one of the more carbonated sparkling waters, right? It's one of the best things about it that it's so fizzy. What's the word? Burbujante. <laughs> I love it. I bet our listeners have a lot of Topo Chico hacks too. So please share with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And if you have any alcohol hacks for your Topo Chico, you can just send those directly to Julie. Thank you. <laughs> You'll try all of them, won't you, Julie? I will. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you. So share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Eat, drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. <laughs>